When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. Let's play, fellas. Now, let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, Toddy Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Chuck. He's Yancey. What's up, Ep? What's happening, buddy? Not much. How about you? It's all good. It's all good. Uh, waiting on the uh, birth of another grandchild. Hope that goes well. Hopefully too. tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, well, I didn't know it was early as tonight. Yeah, it's, it's uh, possible. Possible, possible. Anyway, um, Rebels coming off a good week as far as uh, football and basketball. Got cranked up in hoops. We'll have Kermit Davis tonight. And, uh, you know, in football, it's always a great week, the LSU week, man. Uh, it's my favorite week of the year. It is. Yeah. Usually it goes LSU or a lot of times LSU, Mississippi State, back-to-back. This year we have a, a bye week between, but it's always an exciting time when it comes to this time of the year. And and to uh, add a little icing on the cake, a number one team in the nation coming in here. And and well deservedly, they are really really good team. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that offense coordinator and quarterback has absolutely saved Orgeron's career without question. Well, he saved his own career by allowing him to coach. No doubt. You know, no when doubt. he was here, he tried to right. force systems on on the coordinators that he would hire, and it didn't work. Well, you, his you know. nemesis when he was at Ole Miss was trying to coach. All you know for all nine eleven coaches on the field, he wanted to do it all, and and he's learned that that's not the way to do things, and and uh, he's learned from some mistakes, no doubt. Yeah, well, I just know when when uh, he was here that uh, he tried to force the Southern Cal system on the Ole Miss athletes, and it just it wasn't going to work. Brought uh, what's on tap is brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home. Monday night football on the huge screen. Oxford's most popular watering hole on the square, 120 South 11th. Well, never mind. You know where the library is. David Johnson will be on at 6.15 to talk a little football. And Kermit Davis Jr. will join us at 6.30 to continue his co-hosting duties. Uh, the old Miss Quarterback Club will meet for the last time this Thursday, this year, from 6.30 to 7.30 at the Library Sports Bar. Doors will open at 5.30. Free pizza will be served, and a drawing for several door prizes will be held. Head coach Matt Luke will be the featured speaker. 
and a recruiting update will be given by recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski. Mm-hmm. Non-members can join at the door. Uh, quarterback club's done a great job for Ole Miss through the years, and they continue to do so. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to shout out to Lee Meek, who's kind of the ramrod of the quarterback club and has been for several years. Many years. Um, he does a tremendous job with that group, and uh, I, I certainly appreciate the job he does. We we never are short of information about the quarterback club, that's for sure, and that's a tribute to Lee and, and the fine work that they do. 6 p.m. with the game against LSU. Temperatures in the low 40s, high 30s later in the game, and that's football weather, Yancey. Well, when you're Ole Miss's team now, you know, used to you wanted great conditions for the for the passing game and all that good stuff. Now you wouldn't mind it getting a little bit cold, a little bit rainy, sloppy because Ole Miss runs the ball well and they defend the ball well uh, mm-hmm. against the run. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't care if it got down to 18 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. It will tonight. Yeah. Is it tonight or yeah. tomorrow night? Well, in the morning, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Ooh. In a few hours. Yeah, it's supposed to be some record lows around here this week. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Railway Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSpire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSpire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com/mission. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthland.com, equal housing lender. 
This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. And welcome back to Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Uh, this fall, you deserve a change. That's why C Spire is helping you trade up and experience the best new phone for yourself, the iPhone 11. Get yours starting as low as $199 with a trade-in for a limited time. C Spire, customer-inspired. You see, I can tell you what, man, the way those phones are now, they come out every, seems like every year or every other year, and they yeah. cost a 1000 bucks a piece. If you can get one for $200, you best get it. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> pretty good deal. Um, so what was your impression of, uh, the, the opening game of the men's basketball team against Arkansas state? Now I understand Arkansas state's not a, a great basketball team, but I'll tell you my first impression was defense. Yes. Really good. Mm-hmm. Ball on defense is much better than what we've seen in years, even better than last year. That was my first impression. Uh, I would like to see get a little bit more production out of Curry and C. Uh, but I thought that uh, it's a mixed bag of goods, just exactly what you would think it would be when you're bringing in seven new newcomers uh, mixed in with the five or six they had coming back. But uh, I think they're long. Um, I think that they're just going to get better and better. Kind of like I think about this year's baseball team, both of them, as the season goes through, I think they're going to get better and better. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. And I'm also anxious to see what Kermit has to say about uh, the first game and uh, anxious to see uh, what he says about uh, Blake Henson when he's supposed to return. I'm 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 ready for him now. I think it's coming very soon. He has a second report coming up, uh, or maybe he just did. And, yeah, it will be interesting to see. But they were hoping by the Memphis, and maybe Ben alluded, maybe they could get him a game or two before then. So we'll see what he has to say about that. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's go to the control room now, Mr. Jack Schultz and the Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, Ole Miss. While Ole Miss routed New Mexico State 41-3 over the weekend, Ed Orgeron and LSU notched a program-changing win over Alabama. The Tigers visit Oxford ranked unanimously number one this weekend, now 9-0 overall, 5-0 in SEC play. Ole Miss, on the other hand, is 4-6 overall, 2-4 in SEC play. And the messaging from the program continues to focus on bowl eligibility, which is still probably two wins away. Freshman John Rice Plumley was named the co-SEC Freshman of the Week for his performance on Saturday. The Rebel quarterback totaled 301 yards of total offense and two touchdowns. He carried the ball 12 times for 177 yards and threw the ball 11 for 17 passes for 124 yards in a balanced attack. His 79-yard run was the third longest by a quarterback in program history. Plumley now holds the single-season record for both touchdowns and rushing touchdowns for a freshman with 11 scores so far this season, seven of those touchdowns on the ground. The basketball team won its season opener on Friday, 71-43 over Arkansas State, led by Devontae Shuler, who scored 20 points. 
K.J. Buffin followed with 16 points and 9 boards, one shy of a double-double. Kermit Davis's team hosts Norfolk State tomorrow at 6.30. The women's basketball team is off to a 2-0 start with convincing wins over Mississippi Valley State and ULM. They host New Orleans on Friday at 3 p.m. That's the latest news around Oxford. Back to your hosts, Chuck and Yancey. All right, thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. Uh, Norfolk State, 6.30 tomorrow in the pavilion. Um, Yancey, have you, have you partaken of any of the uh, Coors Light in the, in the pavilion or in the vault? Uh, quite lines, long lines at those stations, uh, the beer stations. Well, I haven't had hot. one yet. It's been hot. The beer's been hot? No, the weather. Oh. Up until now. Everybody wants a cold beer when it's 98 degrees outside. Yeah. Well, looks, from the looks of the basketball game tonight, everybody wanted one no matter what. <laughs> Sometimes you got to drown the sorrows. <laughs> Wasn't any sorrow in the basketball no, game? No, not in the hoops. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah on Devontae Schuler with 20 points, K.J. Buffin. Man, he's come out like gangbusters. Yeah, Buffin's the best player on the team right now, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, hmm. he's made that kind of jump. I think Shugler is, but we know I mean, what we can, know what Brian Tyree can do. And you do. can say Tyree. I mean, there's a lot, but maybe most improved, but by leaps and bounds, Buffin yeah. is just yeah, most I mean, improved for sure. He's going to be if he stays all four years, he'll be a multi All SEC player. Buffin will junior senior, in my prediction, and will get a lot of consideration this year. He's going to be a guy chopped by the end of the season. He's going to be right around 17, 18 points. Eight nine rebounds, two three assists, a block or two. He's going to be really. He just does everything well. And by the he it, his projection, Chuck. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Ansu Cisse. Hmm. You Ansu his freshman year. You could see the talent in him. He's kind of tentative. He didn't shoot it from the outside. And as Ansu got older, then he started knocking down the threes, started controlling the floor. Same kind of body. Reminds me a lot of Cisse. Cisse was a lot skinnier than this kid, but five of six field goals, one of one from three point, five of eight from three throws, nine rebounds, 16 points, two blocks, three steals, one assist. That's a nice line. Yeah. No question. And it's, it's not by a fluke. You look at his stats from the exhibition game. He even had better stats than that one. And practices, everybody's been talking about him. I, I think Buffin's in line for a huge year. I think uh, the one I want to see a little more out of is... Two big guys. Rodriguez. Rodriguez was yeah. a little... I, I want to see more out of Curry. Well, that'll come. It, that'll come. it will. It will. Right. That's why I said it's going to be a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I think you're right about that. All right, we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. We're going to have Mr. David Johnson on for a few minutes. Hang tight.
Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy a new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT GO56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT GO56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSpire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSpire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com/mission. Avanakin's Diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakin's Mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with Avanakin's Diamond because you know she's worth it. Avanakin's Jewelers Store Downtown New Albany or Avanakin's.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. That sounds like your kind of music. Rush? Play some Rush, man. That's what you used to do. Sit out there with the with the uh, hook 'em horns. Yeah, hook 'em. Rock and roll sign. That's right. Play some Rush, dude. Uh, David Johnson joins us now. David, how you doing, brother? Hey, I'm, I'm all about that Rush. Yeah. <laughs> hey, our, our uh, and I bet you're all excited about this LSU Tigers coming in here, too. Man, what a night it should be inside Vaught Anyway Stadium Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a little bit chilly, but the action on the field, it promises to be hot for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just not uh, I'm not ready to just give this game to LSU, man. When you look at how this rivalry uh, has played out, you know, throughout the years, this is this is one of those games where crazy things happen. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past. And I know they're going to be guarding against this, Chuck, but I wouldn't put it past LSU being a little bit hungover from going to Tuscaloosa and getting that win. I think this is a, a, a Ole Miss football team that is improving week by week. And, uh, you know, hey, let's roll it out there Saturday night and just see what happens. Yeah, well, there's nothing to lose at this point. 
It really isn't. I mean, um, you're playing the number one team in the nation, you, and, and there's no anticipation from hardly anybody other than in, in that locker room of winning this game. But you never know. Like you say, this is a crazy game and a, a crazy rivalry. They may have a little bit of hangover. Uh, I know this. I, I do think that LSU is, is going to do two things. They're going to make Ole Miss throw the ball, and they're going to make Ole Miss defend the pass. And those have been two areas where Ole Miss has struggled. And uh, we're going to see if they can stand up to the challenge. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I think the Ole Miss receiving core in general has struggled a lot this year. Everybody who's not named Elijah Moore – uh, has had their struggles in you know amongst the old. He struggled the last two games now. Elijah, say that again. I'm sorry. I said Elijah's struggled the last two games though. Well, yeah. I, I mean, he has no protection on the edge. It's kind of like a like a, uh, a a cleanup hitter not having somebody in the five hole behind him uh, to make a pitcher throw to him. Elijah Moore's going out there, and and there's nobody on the outsides of him that. Uh, that defenses are having to respect, so he's drawing all the attention and his opportunity uh, at catching footballs. Well, I, I mean, you know, they're, they're being cut down, and people are taking that away from the offense. So, I think what you got to have, you got to have some of those guys out there on the edge, you know, make a difference. You know, Jonathan Mingo, Braylon Sanders, Demarcus Gregory, Miles Battle. Uh, you know, uh, we could probably put a couple ends. more guys in there, but but their production numbers are not there because. In all honesty, they have not been open this year. And I, I think uh, I think against New Mexico State, uh, even though they didn't throw the ball but 16, 18 times, you saw a little different variety of, of targets. Uh, you saw some between-the-hashes throws. You saw a slant. You saw uh, some true screens uh, that we hadn't seen. And, and I, I think that variety – could help them some, but they're going to have to stick with it and keep working on it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, John Rice Plumley, 11 for 17 against uh, New Mexico State, and, and that may look pedestrian, but to be honest with you, he should have been 13 for 17. There were two definite drops mixed in there. And, um, you know, and, and as Yancey pointed out, Elijah Moore um, struggling, the, struggling the last couple of games. I mean, Elijah had one of those drops Saturday night against New Mexico State, as did Jonathan Mingo. So, you know, execution is part of it. Uh, you know, youth is part of it. That's just not a crutch that they're using. These are some young kids out there that are having to grow up in a hurry. But um, um, we'll see what happens Saturday night. But I think you're exactly right, Chuck. I mean, LSU's defensive front is huge. They're big. They're strong. They're powerful. As Rich Rod said today at the Manning Center, look, you haven't seen anybody push them off the ball all year. Uh, probably don't expect our offensive line to be able to do that either, so they're going to have to be creative in how they distribute the football. It can't just be John Rice Plumley runs right, John Rice Plumley runs left, John Rice Plumley runs up the middle. Uh, they're going to have to have to come up with some creative ways to uh, to maybe uh, you know flank that Ole Miss defense, that LSU defensive front. And he also said that it was as good a secondary as he's seen in college football this year. Ooh. Man, so, I know you've you know. I know you've watched film on them, and I know you've seen them play. I mean, are they not spectacular in their secondary? I mean, that's yeah. that's the best secondary I I can remember seeing in five the last five years, maybe. Well, I I know that the the defensive front for for LSU 
put an awful lot of pressure on uh, Tua last week in the win over Alabama, and it just shows how great a player he is that he was able to step up, step to the side, get some passes off enough to score some points. But, man, he was under the gun all day, and even his great wide receivers couldn't shake uh, LSU consistently. I mean, they ended up scoring a bunch of points, but it was clear who was going to win that game, I thought, the whole way. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you know, you, you got to pin it on the freakiness of this series. I mean, that's where your hopes <laughs> have to be. I mean, you know, we, we've seen Les Miles call a timeout when, when there was no time on the clock in this thing before. Uh, there's been a lot of crazy things happen uh, that's that's benefited both sides. Billy Cannon's Halloween night run, uh, which uh, we're bound to see replay after replay of <laughs> this week. But, uh, you know, it, it's uh, – I, I don't know. I mean, I just have a feeling that, and, and I and I can't put my finger on it, that Ole Miss is going to uh, they're going to give LSU a fight for it on Saturday night. This team has fought everybody all year, uh, with, with with the exception of the Alabama game. I mean, I mean they've been in every game they've played, and uh, I don't think this week is going to be any different. I think Ole Miss is going to fight to the bitter end. It may not bounce the Rebels' way. It probably shouldn't bounce the Rebels' way, but I think you're going to see an Ole Miss football team that's going to go out there and fight from whistle to whistle. And we talked a little bit about LSU's defense, but uh, they're they're making their bones on offense more than they are defense, and uh, Mike McIntyre and those guys have their work cut out for them. Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who I think is the most underrated player in the SEC, <laughs> and an offensive line that protects Burrow. He has time to throw. Uh, and and really good wideouts. So they're the total package. I don't see any weaknesses on that side of the ball either. Great system yeah. as well. Yeah, and Joe, Joe Burrow is such a smart quarterback. I mean, he's almost like he's, he's that guy that's got eyes in the back of his helmet. Uh, he senses the pressure, and yeah. and you know everybody likes to talk about his arm, but but where he kill you or with his legs. I mean, he knows that he's senses that release point. He's got that sixth sense back there as a quarterback. He knows when it's time to go, and he can burn a defense like that. And I'm with you on, on Edwards Hilaire. Uh He's like a uh, it's like a greased bowling ball, out of control. I mean, he's just, I mean, he can stop, he can go, he makes all the cuts. He is uh, difficult to bring down. And uh, for some reason or another, he hasn't become sexy in the SEC lexicon. You know, as you said, kind of under the radar underrated probably because his teammate Joe Burrow is having such a great year but man this cat may be the best running back in the Southeastern Conference and Burrow's rushed for 96 yards against Ole Miss last year and I thought was was the biggest factor in that game last year he, he threw for 292 but you expect that we didn't expect him to run for 100 yards last year and most of yeah, it people will well, we'll recall it was on third downs, third and eight, third and seven, and he's getting first down and keep moving the chains with his legs, and that was the surprising aspect of him last year to me. And also, yeah, guys, yeah. he's throwing at a 78.8% clip. No question. I mean, that is – you know, Cam had maybe the most accurate season, his one season there at Auburn that I've seen in quite – and Joe's throwing it at even a 6 percentage – 78.8%. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not throwing a lot of flare passes. He's throwing no, downfield. No, the route trees that that offensive system uh, yeah, reminded Coach Luke that, a lot of yeah, when yeah, Freeze was there. So I, hopefully they'll have some 
some continuity practicing against that in the past to be able to practice against the route trees they'll be seeing from the receivers this weekend. Football IQ that I was talking about. I mean, he he, he doesn't make bad decisions. Not only does he have seventy eight percent completion percentage, he's thrown thirty three touchdowns to four interceptions all year. And uh, mm-hmm. you know that that's just football smarts, man. When he's got the ball in his hand, he does not make errors. He does not make mistakes. He rarely makes bad decisions, and that's that's what you're facing uh, Saturday night. So, go Rebels. Hey, buddy, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate thanks, it, David. Okay, guys, thanks for All having right, me buddy. on, as always. All right, buddy. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment. Over 50 years of serving the Memphis area. With all your equipment needs, located at 4890 East Shelby Drive, you can rent, buy, or have repaired all of your own equipment at Rebel Equipment. You know, for an LSU Ole Miss flashback, it doesn't get much better for me than 1997 when LSU was coming off an (laughs) upset of number one Florida and the Rebels were rolling into Baton Rouge, a pretty big underdog. Ole Miss offensive coordinator Noel Mazzoni saw that the Bengal Tigers were susceptible to crossing routes into an intermediate passing game, and that's where he attacked. With quarterback Stuart Patridge throwing for 346 yards and tight end Rufus French, wide receivers Corey Peterson, Grant Hurd, and Andre Hone, Roan all having the ball in their hands enough to keep LSU off balance as Stu spread it around very efficiently. Tailback John Avery also rushed for 128 yards on the day to keep LSU's defense honest. The Rebs amassed 488 yards of defense on the day, but one of the most unheralded and important aspects of the game was the Rebels' second-half defense. Trailing 21-14 to in intermission, the Reb defenders dug in and threw a shutout at the Tigers in the second half. Linebackers Brock Kreitz, Nate Waynes, Walker Jones, and safety Ronnie Hurd led the defensive onslaught with eight tackles each in the Sterling effort. The Ole Miss LSU series has produced some classics through the years, and you can count the 36-21 win in 1997 as one of them. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. We'll be right back after these important messages with Kermit Davis, Jr. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, thank you, Rhino. You got Coach Davis? Got him. All right. Our co-host. Always easy with him. (laughs) Coach Kermit Davis Jr. kicked off the season, or tipped off the season, I should say. I've still got my football brain going. Tipped (laughs) off the season with a a nice win over Arkansas State. Coach, uh, congratulations on that. Good start. Well, thank you. You know, Chuck, we've – 
still work in progress. I liked our effort. Thought we guarded well, held them 32%. Arkansas State, I think, is much improved. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things. I think the fans will enjoy watching, hopefully, the team grow. A lot of the young guys kind of grow into roles. Uh, we're not anywhere we hope to be right now, but that's that's a good thing that I think our ceiling is, is much, much higher. Well, you know, Yancey and I were talking before you came on the air, uh, Kermit, and that's the main thing we took out of that game was good defense. Man, I, I'm telling you, uh, you're getting up in some people's jocks. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, what we do, I, I, thought, I thought it all starts with Devontae. I mean, he really – he kind of starts the defense at the top. And when Devontae's really, really engaged, he and Ashton Hagens are the two best defensive guards in our league. And he, even though we, you know he doesn't steal a ball, he disrupts offense. He makes offense start a little bit higher than it should. He disrupts timing. And, uh, and then he shot the ball for a high percentage. Since the turnover wasn't very good, one to four, he can improve there. But, but I really thought the defense started with him. And then you got, uh, you know, Brian didn't have a great stat line, but he had four assists, uh, three steals. I should say he didn't have a great shooting night, but uh, he played. We know what he can do. Yep. I mean, Brian's just got to, he's got to keep going downhill. And, you know, he took seven shots in the first half, six for threes. He's going to make a ton of threes this year. But, you know, when a guy's maybe not shooting it, like he really, really wants to. You got to drive that ball and get fouled. He does that as good as anybody in college basketball. Mid-range game, shoot great threes, step in threes. But you're right, Brian Tyree is going to be great. He's had a a good two or three days of practice since we played, and uh, and we sure all expect him to play well tomorrow night. And you know, uh, Coach, I I didn't I didn't play at a very high level of basketball, but I remember. One time in high school, I was 0 for 10 at halftime, and my coach, who you know very well, Noel Akins, took me to the side, and he said, uh, "What? why are you smiling? I, he, I said, well, coach, you know I'm a 50% shooter. I'm going to go 10 for 10 in the second half. And that's, <laughs> that's what that's what Brian Tyree to me, he, I don't think he's going to let a 2 for 9 shooting night bother him at all. No, he's not. He's not. He, he's going to stay aggressive and – he sure got his head coaches backing to do that, and so he's he's going to be fine. But the beauty of it is this: Brian can go two for nine. Blake Henson does not play, so other guys didn't play at their best, and we still can beat a solid Arkansas State team, seventy-one to forty-three. So that gives me good hope about our team. No question. Talk to us, man. Everybody's excited about the the uh, progress or improvement or whatever you want to call it of K.J. Buffin. I mean, we saw it spurts last year, but, I mean, he looks like he's really put on the feed bag and done well in the offseason. Yeah, he has. He's found a lot of confidence. He, you know, just in the Mississippi College game and that game, he's kind of had back-to-back good games. He's got to keep backing it up, be real physical, really guard. Um you know, he's, he's driving the ball well. He's finishing. Made a three the other night. Great extra pass from Louise. Stepped in and made it. And uh, you're right. He's just a lot more confident player. And uh, he just got to keep keep working. And uh, I really do think he's going to have a really good sophomore year. Coach, grade yourself or, or your team on the low post area for the, for the first game. Excuse me. You broke up. I'm sorry. 
great give give yourself a grade for the for the low post game in that first game were you about where you were expecting a little bit ahead or, or worse no I, I was disappointed and I think all those guys are going to be good players uh, I don't think we've even seen the scratch of the service you know of the Dean C uh, you know he just he, he fumbled some balls he missed some shots he normally makes but in the second half he was much better. He, he's got to just keep improving, I think. Uh, I thought Sammy Hunter tried, but he can be so much better. Carlos had a little, you know, spurt of, you know, of a good play at the end, but I just think we're going to get so much better at that at that spot. We need to be, you know, when we start playing some really, really, you know, 6'10", 6'11", power five uh, forwards and centers. Is that something you're going to, with having experienced backcourt, they're they're going to have to kind of carry the, the team a little bit until those low post guys develop. Yeah, you know you hope they make it easy for them. That you know teams are, are really concentrating on them. They get inside the defense and give them you know easy opportunities that they can make. Um, you know I, I think Blake coming back will help. You know just kind of the confidence level of that front court. And uh, so yeah, they're all going to be good players, but they just. You know, we, we've got to go. We just forget that Dean C hadn't played a Division One game in a couple of years. Sammy's never played one, and Carlos has never played one. So it's just uh, That's right. it's going to be a work in progress for these young guys. So what's the latest on Blake, Coach? Um, got his blood disorder straightened out now, you think? Yep, I really think that this Saturday we hope to have him clear contact. Great. And... You know, Blake at one time had gotten up to about 245. Some will make it medication. Some a little overeating like we all do at some point. And uh, <laughs> now he's down to 228. He looks great. Feels good. Working his tail off. He can go through all the cutting and you know, non-contacts. I hope Saturday he's going to get the green light to, to be able to go contact. And if he does, we're going to play him against Seattle next Tuesday. And uh, he'll be ready for Memphis the following Saturday. Give us a little uh, analysis of what you saw out of Rodriguez. Uh, he's a guy I know you're counting on. You played him 25 minutes, so I know you're counting on him for heavy minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I thought that, that the leash was better. You know, we just got to get him to be a, a determined rebounder all the time. He, he can't lose his identity, Chuck. I mean, he's he needs to be our, our, our most physical defender in the perimeter one of our very best offensive rebounders. Uh, you know, just do all the, the shoot step-in threes, mid-range jump shooting, just being this most physical guy in the gym when we play. And if he does that, he's got a great chance to have a really, really good year. He just can't all of a sudden lose identity and just become a three-point shooter and don't rebound it. We want him to shoot all the open threes he wants to shoot. But he's got to do all the other stuff that makes him good. Give us a little insight on a kid that really impressed me as as Crowley. Uh, I mean, I he's going to be he's going to be tremendous in time. I mean, gosh, he didn't have a ten minutes and had six points and uh, fouled out. But you know that's that's going to happen with a freshman. Yeah, he you know he just got he got great talent, great feet, smart. You know, made a couple threes, which is great. He's a good shooter. You know, Austin's just got to get. You know, I just own him so hard about just being a more physical player. 
He looks at me a little funny sometimes, but I know what's coming for him, you know. And when he started, even these Norfolk State guards that we play tomorrow night, guys, that's a physical group. Or it's an NCAA tournament team. And so he's got to be more physical at the point of attack. That's why he fouls some. He may, he may, he may get a bad call or two. He may got one or two, but he's just got to be more physical. And if he does, then everybody's going to see his athleticism. He's a good passer. So, yeah, he, he's going to be great. We just got to get him to where he's more physical. He's going to be able to play in some of these real, real physical, high-level games. You said last time you were on here that you, you were not going to be bashful about playing 11 or 10, 11, 12 guys if they were capable of playing. And, you you know, you pretty much held up to that the other night. You played 11 and didn't even have Blake. Yep, you know, we, we played everybody in the first half, and then obviously got John and Connor in at the end, but, uh, and, and John McBride, is, is a, he's done a really good job for us. But you're right, I mean, we'll see. You know, sometimes, you know, at some point the bench will get a little shorter. It just does when you get in those games that, you know, the score just kind of got away a little bit and we're forced to let some guys play through some mistakes. That doesn't happen all the time, and that's when the bench gets a little shorter is that, you know, you got to go back and play the guys that you trust that's done it. But uh, but you're right. We're still trying to figure it out. We're not there yet. I mean, I'm not there yet as a head coach. I, I've got about seven, and I really would like to play nine or ten. And there's some guys still fighting for some for some spots, you know, and some playing time. Coach, you, you've mentioned several times, even before this week, before your, your matchup coming up next, uh, that they're a really good team, Norfolk. Just talk about their dynamics and what they do well. Well, I mean, it's one of those teams, I'm telling you, that I'd be shocked if they don't go to the NCAA tournament. Uh, the team that beat us twice last year, Alabama, they beat the NIT. They did lose some good players off that team. But, I mean, they played two non-division ones, but they beat them like they were supposed to, average 97 a game, you know, 17 offensive rebounds. They've got really, really good physical guards. They're deep. Ten guys are big. I'm telling you, guys, we're going to play, and this is just a really good team. And I hope people trust you when I tell them. I, I, I'm, never, I'm not. I'm never. I never try to say things that's not true to my team. You know, I don't lie about them about scouting reports and say this guy's a pro and this guy's this because you do that to lose your credibility because they play against them. This team right here is a good team, and we're going to play well. And we need everybody to be there tomorrow night. Coach, give me give me a little insight on uh, Bryce Williams. I didn't know anything about him till the other night, and he looks like a pretty he, good athlete to me. Oh, he's he's as athletic as anybody in college basketball at his position. He's just like a junior. He's a great kid. He's just trying to figure it all out. And uh, people haven't even seen what he can do. I mean, he's so fast with the ball. I mean, he put his head on the rim. He's he's, he's trying to be physical at the point of attack defensively. You know, and he's kind of caught in between right now, trying to run stuff, not knowing when, not knowing when not to. He's going to figure it out, and you're going to see some unbelievable plays from Bryce. And uh, he is. He's, he's a good passer, and uh, he's, going to, he's going to get a lot of minutes tomorrow night. And so we just got to keep him keep him going because his, his talent level is pretty high. I know you uh, were pleased with the crowd the other night, this, particularly the student turnout. My goodness. Yeah, ain't that great to see those students on the first game? You know, and then, you know, the crowd that we had for Friday night, about 3,000 more than we had in our opening night last year. And uh, and I hope, you know, that it's just 
like we've said on the show before, Chuck, that we can get Ole Miss basketball for the fans, and we've got some great fans that they come to watch Ole Miss. They're not coming, waiting on the SEC, not waiting for this particular home game. They're coming to watch their team play and come to a social party in the pavilion. That's what it is. We hope that's what it is. And uh, tomorrow night will be a good test for our fans. You know, the weather's not going to be just great, but you know what? It's basketball weather. Hope they'll come out and see our team play and help us beat <laughs> a good right. team. And then uh, hopefully Friday night will be another good one against Western Michigan. Hey, it's 72 degrees in the pavilion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Coach, you got the Ole Miss's first top 50 national recruit since the modern-day era of, of ranking players. Uh, what does that mean for, for your program? Yeah, it means a lot, you know, and uh, you'll be able to comment officially on, on Wednesday. and uh, But it does. I mean, we have a lot of hard work, and you know, we put ourselves in some, some high-level recruiting battles, and uh, – and so it just does. It gives us a lot of credibility. We got a lot of work to do in recruiting, uh, compliment our staff. And, uh, you know, so we're just, we're going to keep hard at it, keep working. And, uh, and, uh, I just hope, obviously, we got a great place to sell, great facilities to sell, but, uh, it, it was a good day on Saturday. Have the facilities been a big sell? I, I mean, I know winning sells in the end, but did that give you that boost having that facility? It gives, you know, the facilities are great. Uh, TD, being an NBA player is great. Having 13, 5, and 5 in the win at the, at the Lakers last night is as good. Uh, Brian Tyree being first team all SEC. Devontae Shooter being preseason second team. The crowds, when they come to games last year and they see 9,000 in sellouts, don't ever underestimate that. Don't ever underestimate that in trying to sign a top 50 top 30 kid in America. If you don't have that, you got zero, zero chance. And so the fans are such a huge part of this whole process. And uh, so there's a lot of things that factor in, you know, and just having really, really good staff that work like crazy. And uh, so it is. It's just a bunch of things that go in place, and you just hope that, you know, maybe one leads to others. Well, I can tell you this too, Coach. Uh, and we've experienced this in some in the past. You can't sign them if you don't recruit them. Yep, you got to go after them. You got to go after them. You got to go work it. And, and, uh, you and gotta I, work I, smart. And I don't think uh, I don't think I've seen where you've backed down from anybody, uh, 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 any player or any. Uh, but he's comp- been smart. Competitive team. You he's know. been smart not about yet. it. We're not going to do it, Chuck. We're not. We're not going to work. We're not going to work unintelligent. We're going to work smart, and we're going to know the, the battles that we can battle. And the fights that we have a chance to win, but right. you know, but where we are, we're going to go after the very best. Ole Miss deserves the very best. Uh, the school is a national brand, and I've said a hundred times, it's up to me and our staff to make Ole Miss basketball a national brand. And we got a lot of work ahead of us. Uh, but we're going to work day and night trying to do it. Coach, thank you so much thank for your you, time. My man. We're excited about this team. Excited about the direction of the program, and we'll see you out there tomorrow night against. No folks state. All right. Thank Thanks, you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you, buddy. Kermit Davis Jr. The goat of Ole Miss. Oh man, I tell you. It's 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 so refreshing. It really is. Yeah, um, he just he gets it. So tell the people about the the commitment Saturday. Matthew Morell, six four and, and what I like about this guy, Chuck, he's not six four, one fifty five, one sixty that we see stream bean coming out. This guy's about two hundred pounds. 
really physical guy, came out of Memphis, is at IMG now, came down a ton of schools. A lot of people they hired at Vanderbilt hired his high school coach, uh, under Stackhouse over there and a lot of people thought he'd end up at Vandy, but um, you know, it came to Ole Miss, uh you know, from Memphis, there's another top twenty player out of Memphis next year and a top thirty player out of Memphis that's good friends with him. So this could this could have a domino effect. All right. Okay. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Hi, welcome back. Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Yancey, I got to say this. uh, Kermit Davis just gets it. Yeah, he just gets it. I mean, he's the total package, man. Yeah, not not all, package. I mean, I'm not talking about just coaching, just recruiting, just organization. I mean, those are his jobs. That's what he gets paid for. Mm-hmm. But but he gets the PR of it. He gets the promoting his program angle of it. I mean, why else would he be on Rebel Yell Hotline almost every week during sure. the season? It's to promote his program and. A lot of coaches don't get that, Yancey. They don't. They don't understand it, and he no, well, it he gets his, it. It comes from his back, background of coming from a school, MTSU, where you got to scrap and claw. It's kind of like the the two or low three star ranked quarterback out of high school, like a Tom Brady. You know that has to scrap and claw, scrap and claw, has to work, and and so he's never had it easy. He's come from programs that have had to do that, and so he gets it. Yep, he does. Let's go to the control room now around the SEC with Mr. Jack Schultz. Take it away, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. While Alabama and LSU showcased the best of college football on Saturday, much of the rest of the SEC struggled. Arkansas lost 45-19 to Western Kentucky at home and subsequently fired head coach Chad Morris on Sunday morning. Morris failed to survive his second season at the helm in Fayetteville. The Heat also turned up under Will Muschamp in Columbia as South Carolina lost at home to Appalachian State. The Gamecocks are now just 4-6 overall, 3-4 in SEC play. Tennessee, on the other hand, has flipped the script, now 5-5 overall, 3-3 in conference play, with a 17-3 win over Kentucky, a huge turnaround for the Vols since the start of the season. They appear headed for bowl eligibility with two good opportunities against Missouri and Vanderbilt to close the season. Games to watch this week include number 6 Georgia, traveling to number 11 Auburn for the 2.30 kickoff on CBS. Alabama will look to rebound in Starkville against Mississippi State in an 11 a.m. kickoff. 
And of course, the leading Heisman candidate now, Joe Burrow, will lead LSU's prolific offense that scored 46 in Tuscaloosa on Saturday to Oxford to face Ole Miss and their defense that has drastically improved this year but has its weaknesses in the secondary. SEC Nation will be on hand in the Grove Saturday morning. That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week, everybody. All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. The Ole Miss Quarterback Club will meet for the last time this season, this Thursday from 6.30 to 7.30 at Library Sports Bar. Doors will open at 5.30. Non-members can join at the door. Matt Luke will be the featured speaker with the recruiting update given by recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski. Nobody more knowledgeable than Tyler. Nancy, it's unbelievable to me that Western Kentucky – beat Arkansas mm-hmm. the way they did. There is no explanation for that other than those players quit on Chad Morris. Yeah, I they know just it. quit on him. Yeah. They just said to hell with it. Yep. You know, we want him gone. I mean I guess they, Chad was recruiting at a he was really recruiting well too. It's you know, but yeah, it is what it is. I I, I just don't uh Whew. and I, and South Carolina. Against yeah. the app. Well, app's pretty good, but they but are still surprising. Yeah. All right, the good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler or a side-by-side, a lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports, the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Well, all this is going to be good. With a score of 41-3, to despite who you're playing, it's hard to find anything but good stuff. The Rebel run game put up a staggering 447 yards. That's the fifth highest total in Ole Miss history. The passing game showed some sparks of getting better and making progress, even though they didn't have to throw much. The defense was good. They kept everything in front of them and not let Mexico State hit anything long or explosive. Uh, they were really good down in the red zone the few times New Mexico State got down there. It was just a good effort. And, frankly, the crowd was better than I thought it would be. Not a bad crowd at all for a, for a non-conference game that really everybody knew Ole Miss was going to kill them. Men's and women's basketball have gotten off to good starts. I really like what I'm seeing from both programs right now, but we're just getting started, so I'm going to reserve any opinion for several more games. One thing I will say, however, I see a much better defensive team evolving for Coach Kermit Davis Jr. than he had last year, and he was pretty darn good on defense last year. He's got more depth to work with, which always an ace up a coach's sleeve as in, hey, son, guard somebody or come over here and sit with me. (laughs) Uh, Recruiting in basketball is going good. What's the kid's name? Murrell? Matthew Murrell. Matthew Murrell. So uh, a lot of good things last week in Ole Miss Athletics. The Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Baseball. Ole Miss LSU, 6 o'clock Saturday. Um, Got to get pressure game. on the quarterback. I mean, that's the only chance Ole Miss well, and, has. And contain him. And, and contain him. Yes, but from they gotta breaking get, out. they got to get pressure on the quarterback. And, and, and Plumley and Ely are going to have to make some big plays. And they'll have Chunk to throw yards. the ball. They'll have yeah, to throw the ball. They will. But we saw some different uh, some different route trees, uh, like you mentioned earlier, from the receivers and offense in general, and you hope they expand on it and uh, come out with, like, one of those Noel Mazzonis, really find their weakness and attack it. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we kind of are what we are right now. And, I don't, you know, I've – 
I've heard all the complaints about the lack of of imagination and creativity on offense, but I think Rich Rodriguez is just trying to do what he thinks our players can do. That's true. Um, you know, and heck, we're third and third or fourth in the SEC in total offense, so we're not doing that bad. But we the just, points per game, they're they're seven notches below that. That's the problem. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're moving the ball a lot better than they're scoring the ball. That's right. That's right. And that's got to straighten and out. And a lot of that is red zone, like you said. We'll be back Monday night, hopefully talking about a good showing against the LSU Tigers. How about a win? Good night, everybody. Hotty toddy. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.